Welcome to the Progressive Property Podcast, helping you invest in property for freedom, choice, and profit. You'll learn new, innovative, and multiple streams of property income, whether you want to start, scale, or systemize, and even if you don't have deposits. Hi, Kevin McDonald here, and welcome to the Progressive Property Podcast. As you know, we're running a mini-series at the moment, 14 years of Rob Moore and Mark Homer working together. And Rob has taken over the podcast, doing a mini-series for the next few days on all the things he's learned from Mark Homer over the last few days. So enjoy the next episode and make sure you tune in over the coming days for further episodes so you can learn more and more and more. I'll hand you over to Rob. Hi, it's Rob Moore here and welcome to the second video in this new one-off series I'm doing which is lessons I've learned from Mark Homer over the last 15 years. Mark Homer is the co-founder of Progressive Property. He's my business partner, my best friend. I've learned so much from him in 15 years of business, building a multi-million pound property portfolio, a multi-million pound training company. In fact, Progressive Property for many years has been the UK's largest property training company, yet still probably one of the most personal Some years in our training businesses, we've done nearly £20 million. Mark's developing huge projects right now. One of them is 85,000 square foot, 100 unit development. Um, There's another one that's a bit smaller, but still a beast. Uh, uh, It gets a lot done. And uh, the word genius is thrown thrown around a little bit easily. But um, I don't know anyone anyone, I've never met anyone that knows more about residential property than Mark and and probably now the commercial conversion side of property. He's a beast when it comes to numbers, figures, data, analysis, etc. And uh, I'm going to probably end up chucking about 50 different things I've learned from him over the last 15 years. Now, he he is not the the, the glorified, um, he's the unsung hero, if you like. Uh, he pulls a lot of the strings behind the scenes to make the community safe. He's brilliant, brilliant at diligence and research and analysis and contracts and legals and, and tax, finance, accounting. Uh, he's, a really, he's a real data-driven person. He cares that things are correct and accurate and said and done properly, thoughtfully. Uh, and, you know, you wouldn't necessarily see that in the progressive community. Um, because he's very much behind the scenes. So I'm going to do about two videos a day until I've done everything I can do. Now, in the first video, I talked to you about how he believes in testing partnerships, testing relationships, testing properties, testing joint ventures way before you get into bed. Um, I told the story of how he tested me. Um, He likes to watch people from a distance for a while to see how they behave. Um, uh, He likes to watch and listen more than to speak. You learn a lot more when you watch and listen. He likes to find other people who've been there and done it and learn from them. So, you know, that's what you do with us in the progressive community with the courses, the education, the podcast, the mentorships, the masterminds. Uh, and Mark's, uh, Mark, people think that Mark does a lot of the research off his own back um, and that he's self-taught. That's not true at all. He does a lot of research, don't get me wrong, but he'd rather go straight to someone who's been there and done it and get information from them or do their courses or their training or their masterminds and learn from them rather than blaze the trail himself. He's not an innovator at all. He doesn't mind me saying that. That's not a criticism. He's not an innovator. He's not a trailblazer. He thinks if you want to learn how to do something well, find someone who's done it really well and learn from them. 
because you get the results much quicker, more easily without all the mistakes and they've blazed the trail and you stand behind them. Um, and you learn from their mistakes, learn from their mistakes vicariously instead of making the mistakes yourself. These are things that Mark really believes. Um, and he's often uh, let me blaze the trail for social media and personal brand and some areas of the training business. And I've certainly done that with him, with uh, the property side of it, which he manages very hands on. OK, so um, Mark and I met um, in the end of December 2005 at the Holiday Inn at a networking event. I was the last person he spoke to. He, I wouldn't say he was particularly sociable. I didn't find him particularly uh, easy to connect with and, and warm on the first meeting. But second, third, fourth really did. Um, and I've, I've since discovered that Mark is slow to trust. But once he trusts you, he is very loyal to you. Um, and many of you in the community is loyal to and you wouldn't even know this. Um, so we, he watched me for two or three months and then we did our first joint venture together in a deal where he took the security and the charge, put his cash in and we got 50-50 equity and cash flow. Uh, and it went from there and we bought 20 in our first year, 30 in our second year. Uh, and now we bought hundreds um, together in partnerships for clients. I think we manage over 800 properties all told. Um, so, yeah, it's been a really good partnership. I've learned so much from him. Uh, and we've got very different uh, skill sets, but a similar vision. So the next thing that he taught me um, was to not buy overseas and to not buy off plan and to not buy new build, but to buy existing older properties. Now, those of you in the progressive community who are buying property, you've heard us tell you that a load of times. We could have made millions more in the progressive community if we'd have sold overseas off plan and new build. It would have been so easy. But no, Mark's always been adamant, overseas off-plan and new build do not work as well as local, older, existing property where you know where you live, where you can control, where you can get. If you love to travel like me and you understand the power in escaping the money for time exchange trap, but you just don't know how to do it, then building an Airbnb consultancy business could be exactly what you have been looking for. Right now in the UK, there is a completely untapped opportunity through helping struggling Airbnb hosts by turning around their underperforming properties and generating you huge commission payments in the process. We are going to teach you all of the tools and all of the techniques that we've learned over the last five years through building our very own multiple six-figure Airbnb business, arming you with everything that you need to swoop in and save the day. Minimal startup costs, zero risk, and almost unlimited potential. Sound good? Welcome to the Airbnb Consultant. Contact us through any of the channels included in the studio notes to get the conversation started. Comparables, the values, you know, the estate agents, the letting agents, the surveyors, the planners, and you get that full control and that immersive knowledge. And he protected me from buying a load of shit overseas off-plan and new build. In fact, he bought a few overseas off-plan and new build shit properties, which is why he knows they don't work, because he tested them himself. He likes to test to know rather than to take it for what someone says. And he doesn't believe that you actually know what property is like until you've owned it six to 12 months. And you've actually got proof of all the numbers and the figures. There's a load of people out there going, oh, I'm making this much. I'm making that much. No, they're not. It's just on a spreadsheet. And that means nothing. Um... So, you know, uh, you have to test and measure and get uh, proof of property um, types before you scale up. A lot of people are scaling up really quickly. And Mark thinks that's real danger. 
You buy one local buy-to-let, then you test a letting agent with it. You buy the next buy-to-let, which is closed, which is similar. You get a different letting agent to test it. You buy a few of those. You test them as you go. What are the voids? You know, what's your average net income, not gross income, because you only know once you've owned it what the net is. And only then do you buy a, an HMO and test a few of those. And only then do you buy a small conversion and test a few of those. And then you buy a pub and convert that. And then you buy, you know, like a slightly bigger building and a bigger building. And then you get into offices that way. Um, and a lot of people are, you know, maybe going a bit too big too soon. For Mark's opinion, he's not into all this 10x stuff at all. He probably thinks better 1.2x or 2x or 3x. He's not into 10x. He finds it quite hilarious, to be honest, and, and a bit too much. Um, he believes you should track your net worth really closely and review it every three to six months. You cannot master what you don't measure. Mark has this saying, which he, uh, he's had of a mentor of his, I think, uh, years and years. Every pound is a prisoner. So Mark, Mark loves to save money. And I don't know if you saw his post in the community about being uh, on first class travel in a lovely um, Maldives destination. And he's got it all really cheap and he's gained the system. He's done his British Airways air miles and he's got like business or first for really cheap. And he loves that. Now, Mark would say you um, save stroke make a lot more saving a pound than you do making a pound. Because when you make a pound, you've paid VAT. You've paid corporation tax. You've paid income tax. You know, the net on making a pound, especially if you run it through a corporation and then you take it personally through drawings or dividends or salary, you might end up with 20, 30, well, maybe 30p out of the pound. Um, but when you save a pound, you get the whole pound on the bottom line. So Mark says every pound is a prisoner. Mark says preserve capital at all costs. So don't waste and erode capital. Don't use capital to buy things that depreciate in value. Take the capital, put it into an asset, preserve and protect the capital and let the asset produce the income and then spend the income, not the capital. Preserve the capital, guard the capital, spend the income, not the capital. He really believes that strongly. Um, I helped Mark write his books, by the way. So obviously I've known him for years and I could, I could just teach you like him and talk like him. But actually I helped write his books. And so, you know, he was sort of saying it to me and I was dictating and, He's a really, he hates spending capital. He likes investing it. He doesn't mind spending income. He hates spending capital. Um, Mark believes that things usually cost more and usually take longer and are usually harder than often you think when you're in the naive phase um, or in the inexperienced phase. So always be ready for things to take longer, cost more, be harder. Um, he always likes to do worst case, likely case and best case planning on what things cost on how much they'll make, on any kind of project planning that he does, timelines, like when he's getting planning, best case three months, likely case six months, worst case, worst case 12 months. He likes to have all those situations. He likes to know his maximum exposure and risk. What well, is the maximum downside? Because when the maximum downside he knows, he feels a bit more comfortable. He doesn't worry so much. He knows that, okay, this is the worst it could be. And then I can and go and move on from there. He believes you should trust, but verify first. So by all means, trust, but check. Mark likes to do lots of um, random spot checks. So he'll trust someone, but then he'll randomly check to um, verify his trust. Uh, if that's broken out, because, you know, if you break his trust, you're gone. Um, but if, you know, he checks and he trusts you, you earn more trust with him um, because he believes that, you know, human beings usually behave how they've behaved. Um, and it's not always a break of trust. It's sometimes a mistake or a lack of knowledge or experience that means that something doesn't get done. So trust, but verify. Always do random spot checks. Don't tell people you're checking them because then they can behave in a different way. So do random, unannounced spot checks. 
I've known him to put trackers on people's cars who've worked for us when they've said they're going certain places. I've known him do all sorts of... He should be a private investigator. Some of the stuff he's done over the years, it's very clever. And yeah, some people say, oh, a bit cheeky and sly. I'm, I'm not going to tell you some of them because they're private. But he thinks they keep people accountable because if people don't know when they're being checked or watched and it's random, he thinks it keeps them accountable on edge, on, 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 on edge and he likes that. Um, check and then check again. Um, he believes that saving tax and saving expenses and managing your expenses well is often more important than driving turnover. Driving turnover is my, my um, role in the business, but there often comes wastage with that. And of course, the net, net, net is less, uh, a lot less, but you save tech, tax and that pound you save is the pound you save. And it's the pound you make that you would, had not uh, known that you'd made before because you hadn't saved it. So Mark's really careful with his expenses. He tracks his expenses. He tracks his um, the, um, the amount of money he earns versus spends, spends versus earned. So, you know, Mark probably won't spend 25% of what he earns. And he feels really proud if he can get that percentage down um, because, you know, he's a, big, he's a big guy in saving as well as earning and spending. Uh, okay. Um, Mark is very persistent. And um, if he's in enough pain or he wants something enough, he will be relentless and he will find the answer. He won't just do a one-page Google search. He'll do loads of searches and loads of diligence. He won't take no for an answer. He'll find loads of different people. He's had it where people have started to avoid him or he, something that he's wanted he hasn't been able to achieve and he'll go and just uh, randomly door knock him and he'll just drive up to them at nine o'clock at night and he'll knock on the door. Hi, uh, uh, I've been trying to get in touch with you. Let me in. He's very persistent and persistence wins. Um, and sometimes you've got to do what you've got to do. Uh, and uh, he, he thinks that there's always a way to find an answer if you are persistent and you don't take no for an answer. And yeah, um, just randomly sometimes drives to people's houses and knocks on their doors when he needs to get what he wants. Um, Mark believes you can make property and money um, in all property markets. He believes that you, uh, you can make money um, with discounts and um, you know, below market value, if you like, in maybe a falling market or a bottomed out market um, or a, a slow, stagnant market. He believes in a rising market, you... Um, can, you could stroke should look to add value, um, you know, so that you can get your equity that way. You either get it by saving on the purchase price or you get it on um, adding value to a property that's going up. And then the third way, um, he believes that you can make really good money in properties by changing the use. So you go, go from residential to commercial, for example, um, uh, because then there's often a massive big uplift when you change the use. Um, Mark believes in not doing refurbs or conversions too big too soon because one deal that's too big for you can completely wipe you out. So he prefers the progressive rather than the aggressive route, the, um, the evolution rather than the revolution, which is also why he likes Porsche more than Ferrari because Porsche's evolution, slow and steady and incremental improvement over a long time creates deep-rooted, unbreakable results. Whereas revolution and massive risks and glory um, often has bigger downsides. And he lets me go and take those risks and do those things anyway. He likes to learn progressively and steadily and without, without so much risk. Um, how are we doing for time? We're on nearly 15 minutes. So um, Mark believes that um, often the business that you're in or the business that you know or the business that you've been doing for two or three or five or 10 years is often the best route to success than chopping and changing and chopping and changing and looking at the grass is greener on the other side. And I remember once Mark, well, actually Mark says this a lot, 
But Mark often will say to me when I'm looking at a new business idea or a new venture or we're launching something, he will go, um, but what about, shouldn't we just put the time into doing what we're already doing better? And he, he, he challenges me on that, to think in that way, because I'm often looking for the new, the next, the, the big, the revolution. And Mark will be like, well, have you made sure that the best decision is actually to keep doing what you're doing and not get distracted and, and defocused and spread thin? Um, so often he believes that the existing business is better than the, um, you know, the one that you think everyone else is nailing or, the, um, you know, like, are you repeating a pattern whereby every three, six or 12 months you're doing something new, convincing yourself that the old thing wasn't good and the new thing is better? Well, check your pattern because maybe just staying at one of those things for three, five or 10 years would have been better. He loves compounding. He loves consistency. He loves longevity. These are words he loves and he really loves like Warren Buffett and, you know, that consistent, deliberate, daily, regular, not always glorified, not always even that hard, not always that intense. I mean, you know, Mark's got a really good work ethic, but he just believes consistency. Um, it pays you big time in the end. And Mark's in, into unbreakable, unshakable wealth, which is built over time with layers of knowledge and experience and layers of wealth from you know, physical to um, property, to intellectual property, to business, to um, earned time related income, like public speaking, etc., to online assets, all the different forms of assets. He loves building that deep layered pyramid of wealth. Um, most people don't know, but he's actually really funny and he's got a great sense of humor. Um, he's very caring and considerate and loyal uh, and um, supportive, uh, again, which most people don't know. So hopefully um, you found this use. It's a bit late for me. So I've got loads more. I'm going to be doing two videos a day. They're going to be put on the podcast. So you better listen to them in the car on, on audio as well. Um, and Mark is 40 in a few days time. Uh, we're going to do something big for his 40th. We haven't decided yet, but there is a poll running in the progressive property community. So make sure you go and um, have your vote. Would you like a mastermind with Mark? Would you like a, a, a business and finance course with Mark? Would you like a higher level um, sort of training or access to Mark? What, what is it you'd like from Mark to teach and to share with you? Because he's, um, you know, Mark is very reclusive. He doesn't do courses or training, rare, very, very rarely. It's rare that you can get an audience with him. Um, if you want him on his sort of mentoring, it's really expensive and he has only a few clients. But um, he's given me permission to do something really special for his 40th birthday. Um, and we're going to look at the polls and look at what the community wants. And we're going to consider building something bespoke for the community. It'll be a complete one off as it's his 40th birthday. It'll be for maximum 40 people for his 40th birthday. This is going to be special. It's going to be huge. We've never done anything like this before. As you know, Mark does not post a lot in the community. When he, when he does, people watch, they listen, they stop. It gets hundreds of comments, hundreds and hundreds of, of likes and shares because, um, you know, um, Mark is just not, as out there. But as many of you know, Mark is very, often people say, oh, Mark's the real brains behind the operations in Progressive. Um, and I think to a certain degree, that's fair to say. Um, and yes, he is in entering the old man territory being 40. So we're going to do something unique, special, disruptive, um, one-off um, for Mark's uh, 40th birthday. So keep your eyes peeled for that in a few days time and your ears if you're listening to the podcast. So thanks for tuning in. So I've now covered 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 24 things I've learned from Mark Homer in the last 15 years. And I'm going to do oh, another 30, 40, 50 more. So tune into these lives 
in the morning and Eve in the evening. And remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything. But if I was Mark, I'd be saying, remember, every pound is a prisoner. Hi, Kevin McDonald back again. I hope you enjoyed that episode from Rob Moore. Remember, there's going to be an episode each day for the next few days. And then we're back to the normal Progressive Property Podcast, which is out every Tuesday. It's on iTunes and Stitcher. Make sure you tune in. Make sure you follow the Progressive Property YouTube channel. Also, the Progressive Property Facebook community. I've been Kevin McDonald. Speak soon. Yeah.